today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. We are remembering the life of Lincoln Park lead singer Chester Bennington, who was uh, found dead in his home, uh, death by hanging, according to the coroner in uh, his uh, L.A. home yesterday. He was just 41 years of age. And, um, wow, what a talent uh, he was. We're remembering the life and the legacy of uh, uh, Mr. Bennington. I want to dive into, um, you know, suicide, uh, a person taking their own life. What leads to that? What are the triggers? And, and why Why do celebrity suicides hit us particularly hard? Here to shed a little more light on that is Theo Sellis, registered family therapist and president of Integrity Works. You can find a whole lot of great information on uh, his website, integrityworks.ca. And Theo joins us now. Theo, good morning. Good morning, Rick. How are you? Not too bad. Well, obviously another tragic suicide, uh, and they seem not to get any easier to talk about as the years go on. Yeah, well, that's the thing, though. I think that it should get easier to talk about as the years go on. It's, it's uh, Every time this happens, as, as terrible as it is, it's also uh, an opportunity for people to ask people in their lives whether they've ever experienced the same kind of thing, whether they're thinking of doing the same kind of thing, to not be afraid of asking those questions mm-hmm. rather than just hoping for the best and um, and uh, and not broaching the topic because maybe they think that if they talk about it, it'll make it more likely to happen. Chester had uh, a, a rather difficult childhood. He did struggle with drug and alcohol addictions. He battled depression at times, but but also had a successful music career as well. Um, obviously, we can connect the dots and some of the, the things that he sung about. It was frustration and fury, basically. Uh, it was a lot of hate and, and anger, and that was uh, his way to, to get all those feelings out there. But in terms of celebrity suicides, I mean, these these hit us particularly hard. Robin Williams, uh, you know, Chris Corn- Cornell from the music world from earlier this year. Why do they hit us particularly hard? Well, a couple of reasons, I think. One is, I think we, we tend to think of these people as because they're famous and they have a lot of resources that uh, we'd want to be like them, and they must have it pretty good, after all, because they have all these different, um, you know, things that they're capable of and all the fans and all the supposed love and, you know, freedom and financials and all that kind of adoration. We we think that they must have a really great life, you know, and uh, we, we don't necessarily think of them as people just like you and me, you know, with their own sort of day-to-day struggles. And I guess we also form like a personal relationship with them in our heads. You know, we we start thinking about them in a particular way. They become a sort of a part of our lives. We have this kind of pseudo relationship with them, and then when they go, they make this choice. Um, then it impacts us. You know, we think of it as a real loss to ourselves as well. You make a great point. You know, we we watch them in movies with uh, you know tons of makeup and uh, and in uh, newspaper or magazine or, or or TV commercials. With you know they're photoshopped in there. They seem to be the perfect uh, person, yeah. uh, man or woman. But you know behind the scenes, uh, they're just like any other person with with uh, perhaps some major struggles that they're going through. Yeah, and you know one of the things that this should point out is that there's a big difference between being able to sing about pain and being able to do something about it. Uh, you know, and you know we. People could be really good about talking about, you know, how terrible their lives are and how, you know, how badly they feel and um, you know, all the different obstacles that they're facing. And that's, that's, that's good. That's an expression. But it doesn't mean that you're actually doing anything to kind of resolve the issues. You're not actually learning different skills to be able to cope with it. You're just continuing to express it. But, uh, you know, it's like it's the difference when people come to therapy. Are they coming there to just to talk about things, or are they coming there to talk about things and to make some changes about how they deal with things or see things, how they cope differently with things, how they make sense of things differently? I don't mean to sound morbid, but how does someone go from struggling with addiction or other troubles to taking their own life? What happens there? 
Yeah, so sort of, I mean, you know, it's hard to come up with one reason for everyone. There's Everyone has different reasons and all kinds of different factors usually are at play for each particular person. But you want to think about suicide as being a perceived solution to a problem, you know, like... It's sort of like um, if I'm if if I kill myself, I don't have to feel this pain anymore. You know, if I if I kill myself, I don't have to deal with these particular problems anymore. I don't have to experience this anymore. It's like it's a way out. So it's it's seen as being on some level um, a logical solution to a problem that people have been usually dealing with for quite some time. And people, you know, we all have problems, but where it gets to the point of suicide is when people start feeling like there's no hope for it to be different. So hopelessness and suicide are really linked together. So when you're really struggling with something, particular experience, particular pain, particular event, and you start thinking, this is never going to change. Like, there's no way out for you. I'm gonna, I don't want, this is what life is going to be like for me. I, I just don't want to do this anymore. Um, Chester Bennington was really good friends with uh, Chris Cornell. Uh, Chris would have celebrated his 53rd birthday yesterday. Yesterday is when uh, Chester uh, decided to take his own life. Would that have been a major trigger? Is that a, a trigger point that uh, he would have pointed to? Usually with usually with younger people where this kind of like role modeling suicide happens. But, I mean, it's possible. I mean, he, he may have, who knows, he may have felt the loss of that person um, personally, and, and that added another sort of layer to, you know, what's the point, why continue, or he may have seen that as being, well, uh, he did this, and maybe he sort of saw it as being an act of courage. This person actually did it, maybe I can do it as well. And all that sounds really hard for people to, to hear, because oftentimes people see courage, courage is something that, you know, is usually associated with really great things to do. You don't want to associate suicide with courage. Oftentimes people associate it with, like, cowardice, right? Mm-hmm. But on some level, a person struggling with this might have been afraid to take that next step, and then they might say, well, you know, that person did it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it as well. Theo, thanks for sharing uh, your thoughts. Uh, we'll talk to you down the road. You're welcome. Take care. Theo Sellis, a registered family therapist, a president of Integrity Works. Uh, the website, integrityworks.ca. Lincoln Park formed in 1996. It has sold more than 70 million albums worldwide as uh, two Grammy Awards to their credit as well. Uh, got their big break in 1999 when Bennington was uh, an interesting story. He was an assistant at a digital services firm in Phoenix, and a music executive sent him a demo uh, from the band Zero with a um, with an X instead of a Z. Um, this band needed a lead singer, and uh, he had been recommended by his attorney. Bennington wrote uh, and recorded uh, some new vocals over the band's playing and sent the results back. Soon got the gig, and the band then changed its name to Hybrid Theory and then to Lincoln Park. And I should mention as well that Bennington was the godfather to Cornell's 11-year-old son, Chris, and Bennington also sang Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah at Cornell's memorial not too long ago. Life and times of Chester Bennington, and um, hopefully he can indeed rest in peace. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.